Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Derek. Uh, today is a beautiful Tuesday morning uh, in Hernando, Mississippi. And Matt, I have a feeling I know what our show is going to be about today. Very heavy um, Omaha and Ole Miss related, Derek. We're going to call you our Under the Water Tower correspondent. Tons of information coming up about Omaha, coming up about the Ole Miss Rebels. will be heavily discussed on this show. So we joked on Friday, if you are a, um, if you're not happy about the Ole Miss baseball team winning the national title this past Sunday, you may want to skip ahead or this may not be the episode for you. <laughs> we, do, we do have a couple of uh, news related to the area, uh, but other than that, it's going to be a lot of, uh, just a lot of our, our words from the weekend are going to be Ole Miss related. The facts of the week will yeah. be not necessarily Omaha Omaha-related, SEC-related, and then, of course, we are going to end with uh, some baseball movie talk. So, again, just a, a baseball-slash-Ole-Miss-slash-Omaha-heavy uh, show. Going to be a lot of fun. Look forward to hearing Derek's uh, information. Derek's kind of talk about his experience over the weekend when it comes to a family trip to Omaha, Nebraska, for uh, obvious things. Before we get there, we'd like to say a big hotty toddy to our 2022 presenting sponsor. Go look at the video. Uh, Mr. Brian Couch uh, had an opportunity to – Watched the Rebels win and then uh, took a dip in the pool. And if you're looking for a pool or looking for a new home with a pool, contact our 2022 presenting sponsor, the number one real estate team in DeSoto County, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Possessing over 65 years of combined real estate experience and thousands of closings since 2009 on the buying or selling side of residential real estate, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group has been ranked nationally as a top performing real estate team. They were recently voted DeSoto's best for the fifth time. It is currently a great time to list your home in DeSoto County, and they are offering a free, no obligation market analysis. Give them your address. They can tell you all about your neighborhood, your zip code. They can tell you how long houses are staying on the market, how fast they're selling, how fast they're closing. Brian and Terry possess all the analytics that you want from your realtor in 2022. Give them a call at 662-449-1700. Call Brian's cell phone at 901-461-7653. That's 461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. You can also do a full home search at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. Using the filters, you can find everything about three-bedroom, four-bedroom, five-bedroom, what neighborhoods, what zip codes. Brian and Terry's website can handle all that information for you. Give them a call again, 662-449-1700. And remember, every home needs a couch. Great to be back coming to you from the Mobile Car and Van Rental Studios. Mobile Cars and Vans, right on the corner of Commerce and McCracken, right here under the water tower. Mobile Cars and Vans specializes in mid-sized cars, full-size cars, passenger vans, pickup trucks. If you have an insurance claim that you're putting into the shop for 30 days, 45 days. We can help with that. If you have a transmission issue and you're putting your car in for two weeks, please give us a call. Use local. We're right here. Let us try and serve you first. 662-469-4555. That's 662-469-4555. If you have any trips coming up in July or coming up in August, we have a wide open August right now. When school's back in, things slow down, but people are still making trips on the weekend. So if you're making a trip on the weekend in August or for Labor Day, please, you want to reach out now so we don't book up 662-469-4555 again the utw podcast coming to you from the mobile car and van rental studios 
Derek, we've teased it enough. Words from the weekend, and uh, that we're going to go pretty deep into this one. We typically talk for a couple of minutes on our words from the weekend, but I'm going to ask you some pretty basic questions about the experience in Omaha. Uh, I wasn't able to make it. Really should have gone. I mean, but hindsight being 2020, you know, would have loved to have gone. But the people that worked with me uh, were actually out of town, so I needed to be in town this weekend. Had about five vans go out on Saturday and a couple go out on Sunday. And uh, and, and something else, Derek, we hadn't talked about. Um, uh, one of my vans came back damaged, okay? Oh, no. And um, if you damage a vehicle – just be honest. <laughs> Just be honest with the people. So, so they uh, actually lied about it? They're still in the middle of line about oh. it. They're still in the middle of line about it. So we're going to have to go round and round there. It, it's, it's really interesting. You contact the lady. Long story short, lady, several of my vans are the tall roof vans, and um, they damage the backside. Sometimes people try and go into uh, parking garages. Uh, and yeah, um, yeah. that's probably what happened, something like that. So I'm dealing with that. The van still works just fine. It's actually back out, but I had to remove, well, the, you know, the top light and stuff, and have several pictures of, of damage. And uh, yeah, so she's just kind of, you know, saying something didn't happen, saying it didn't happen, and we'll just have to deal with the insurance on that. So, yeah. but uh, just be honest with your um, car rental places, especially mobile cars and vans. <laughs> uh, we appreciate it. We're not like Enterprise, who can total out a car pretty easily and not even blink about it. We definitely have to have our, our vehicles moving for us. But look, let's get to our words from the weekend, Derek. You always kick us off, and uh, go ahead and tell us very, very fitting word for this weekend. What you got? Matt, my word from the weekend is champion. I think it's self-explanatory. We were able to make the trip to Omaha, uh, made it for the game two. Uh, my son was working at a youth camp, so he did not get home until between 1.30 and 2 on Saturday. And so as soon as he got home, we packed up. Uh, we left, uh, drove to Columbia, Missouri, uh, went to stay there for the night, and then made the rest of the trip uh, Sunday morning, got there about 10, uh, 10.30ish, uh, got into Omaha, and then, uh, again, you know, went to the whole game, spent Sunday night in a, uh, right outside of Omaha, Council Bluffs, Iowa, and then drove all the way back uh, yesterday on Monday. So just a very quick trip, long trip, uh, 10 hours, 10 and a half hours each way, uh, but um, just completely worth it. And so, uh, yes, uh, my word from the weekend is champion because, man, it was, it was really just uh, surreal, awesome, unbelievable being able to sit there and just watch uh, the spectacle. Well, Derek, I'm going to interview, uh, ask a few questions as our uh, Omaha correspondent for the UTW podcast. Uh, I'll start with this. Uh, Ole Miss was extremely well represented. Your thoughts? Uh, yes. I mean, when we pulled up, when we soon got there, of course, we couldn't check into like 3 or 4 that afternoon, so we weren't going to check into after the game. So we got there about 1030, went to like a downtown parking area in part, nothing but Ole Miss fans. Where were all the Oklahoma fans? It really <laughs> seemed like they just they just mailed this one in. I, I don't know if it's more, you know, football heavy. Obviously, they have a, a much uh, deeper, rich, I guess, uh, football love. tradition love, that we have, yeah. a love that we have. So maybe that's more toward that. I guess maybe after game one, they're like, I don't want to be there for game two. Because, yeah. I mean, again, I'm only seeing it Sunday. Uh, but, I mean, you pull in, we come across the bridge. Uh, and, by the way, Omaha – is beautiful. I mean, the old downtown area with all the cobblestone street, like you see, like the 1800s, you know, downtown area with all the cobblestone street, the old buildings. Then, of course, the 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 new downtown is built right next to it. Just you know, you know nice little, I guess you call them skyscrapers. They're not extremely high, but they're beautiful and just a nice, really, 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 you know, nice city. Well, beautiful Warren Buffett bridges. still runs his company there. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, so yep. that's got to be huge right there. I mean, that's massive. And I, I think economy. other tech companies have come in because of that. I mean, you saw like they actually still have a a, a huge like uh, working newspaper right. <laughs> building right there. Right. Uh, just a, a really beautiful town. So we pull in, 
park and there is every block. It's just people, mm-hmm. Ole Miss fans getting, standing in line for brunch because it's Sunday morning, standing in line for brunch, stand, walking up and down the streets. We may have seen two Oklahoma families yeah. in a two-hour stretch. Yeah. I mean, it was packed. So we, uh, we were able to book a reservation online. Uh, as we were pulling in, I said, hey, look, pull up a, one of those open tables. We pulled it. We booked it. So as soon as we got there about 1030, I think we were eating by 1115. We had a brunch and just yeah. uh, packed with Ole Miss fans. The stadium was full of Ole Miss fans. I mean, it just – I mean, it looked, you know, from the things I've seen on Instagram, the things I saw uh, on ESPN, it just – it was red and blue and light blue. Light blue is definitely taking over the color of Ole Miss Yeah, right I th- now. well, I think the light blue because, number one, it just stands out. Well, um, it does. It stands and, out. I mean, because you wear red, I mean, you could be mistaken for Oklahoma. I mean, they're kind of that maroonish, that crimson color. Uh, and then, you know, of course, the, the team wore navy blue the entire postseason. Yeah, ranking pretty low on – our uniforms, and we got stuck playing in that one all. Well, I think you know, time. once you win, you don't want to take them off. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen a different uniform. <laughs> kind of time. a, uh, I guess, a, a tradition thing or one of those um, superstition things for for baseball, which are huge, obviously, in superstitions. But well, they say Delu- it was it, it's Delucia's favorite uniform, so he chooses the the starting pitcher chooses what uniform we play. Gotcha. And so when he start when he chose navy, and we got started kind of getting on a roll or whatever, they just stay with the navy. Like, yeah, stay with yeah the but navy. I mean, of course, Delucia can do whatever he wants to do. He can pick whatever he wants to pick. So. Well, I mean, just uh, you know, we need three statues built. We need one for Delucia, one for Elko, and one for Bianco. Um, as 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 soon as we could possibly make those. And it said no, Ole Miss fan six weeks ago. <laughs> said no, Ole Miss build fans. a Bianco statue is not happening. <laughs> Uh, you're right. Beautiful. 25,000 fans. I think yeah. 25,872, I believe, was the official number. 20,000 of those were Ole Miss fans. And, you know, you can say, oh, yeah, that's right. It may have been 22,000. When Oklahoma did something, it was very paltry, sure. screaming. Um, I'm like, you knew, like, it was funny because, like, when you would go to the bathroom or you would, like, you know, go down and get something else to drink because it was a beautiful day, Matt, but it, the sun was really, really hot. It was, um, it was a pretty, the temperature was good, but the sun was, uh, was it beaming. It was brutal. Yes. Um, and so, you know, you, you did have to make several trips to concession stands for, to stay hydrated. And you would hear like, you know, you would maybe either a, a silence or a yay type sound. Right. And you knew, okay, Ole Miss just, you know, something messed up. They did something well. Um, but when Ole Miss did something well, it was no doubt what was sure. going on. I'll be a, just a, a wonderful, wonderful crowd atmosphere. Which is a big deal when you're going to a quote-unquote neutral site and your, your crowd is 90% behind you. That's pretty awesome, and that's what Ole Miss – I mean, we've talked the joke for years, and I'm going to talk here in just a few seconds about my word from the weekend. Uh, you know, we, we may not win every game, but we've never lost a party. That's an Ole Miss saying for like the last 40 years. Hey, let's win some games. Yeah. It's okay. And we did not lose this party No, we either. didn't lose this party, but we also won a game, and that's going to be kind of my word from the weekend, Derek. Mine's going to be belief, okay? I've been an Ole Miss fan now for 25 years, you longer than me. I grew up in uh, Louisiana. Uh, I was – glued to the tube when uh, LSU won their championship in 91, 93, 96, 97, and 2000. So they won five years in uh, a decade. In, uh, a decade. Five years in a decade. I mean, they actually – and then when they didn't win it, they were still in the Omaha a lot. LSU always believed that they were going to win. That's it. They always believed they were going to win right up to the Warren Morris home run, which is, is a crazy, crazy thing. You know, guys – Barely played all season. He's playing, still has a hurt wrist, all that kind of stuff. And for him to hit that ball uh, out against Miami was just tremendous. And Ole Miss fans, uh, the saying for years has been, we are Ole Miss, meaning we are Ole Miss, and here come the calls against us, and here comes (laughs) the bad luck, and here comes the stuff. Look, you and I, in the last 15, 20 years, we've seen the Red Sox break their curse, yes. and now they're one of the best teams and you know have always been one of the best programs, the most famous programs, but they, they've, they're they one of the best 
ball clubs now. Yeah. The Braves, they they you know break a twenty something year curse, all that kind of stuff. Cubs, over oh my gosh, years. the Cubs, two thousand sixteen, yeah. the Cubs over a hundred years. I mean, we see that kind of stuff. You and I are Saints fans. We've seen the Saints win the Super Bowl. Yep, it has happened. I mean, the fact that and I mean most every every person that's listening to this show that cares about Ole Miss knows what I'm about to say. We had an umpire tell a guy to go back to third base, give us an out, yeah. not give us. I mean, it's the right call. But, hey, go back to third, go back to first, take a run off the board, and the runner's out. That's the kind of stuff that people thought, oh, that's going to go against us for years. It didn't go against us. The better team, one of the best teams in the country, we won the game. We were uh, number one in the country uh, early in the year. We struggled in the middle and came back and won. And it's okay to believe that we can be this good and we can be this program. It's time. I mean, come on, have belief in yourself. I joked around with Derek uh, when it comes to jinxes and curses and stuff. You know, talks about jinxes and losers. Yeah. It's that simple because well, winners not, don't. You know, Donald Trump believed he was going to win the presidency right. in 2016. And and he you just it's a mindset from a standpoint of just winner, winner, winner. You know, let's go. Let's let's go. Let's move forward. Bad things happen to people all the time. Let's move forward. Let's believe in ourselves. And that's how we need to carry on. I joke around, Derek. There's maybe some things that, about Ole Miss that I'd love to – Now's the time to bring some things back at Ole Miss, and I, I won't say those whatever those are. You can figure out maybe what I sing, um, what, I, what I'm what I'm saying there. Because um, anyway, I, I won't go into that. But I'm just saying, believing in yourself, belief is a thing, especially here in the South, Derek. As Christians, things happen to people. Different things happen. You can't let bad juju run your life. Let's go to win, man. As Christians, we're, we're the, the battle's here. Our time on earth is short. Our time on earth is supposed to be enjoyable because we're going to a better place. And that's my word for the weekend is belief. Funny thing is, is that I usually am the, the pessimist. I, I would rather prepare myself for the worst and then be surprised Very by true. the best. Uh, I think, but this time I knew when we were the last team in the tournament, I've turned to several people and said, hey, look, we're about to make it to Omaha. Now, I never said we were going to win the championship. But I said, well, we'll make it to Omaha because it was one of those things where we had nothing to lose. I mean, you're in, you got house money, and you could play, and that's what we did. Played really, really loose all the way to Omaha. When we got to Omaha, I think we still continued to play loose. The, the one game that – I mean, obviously we did lose a game 3-2, to two, but that was, I think, more because of uh, outstanding uh, Arkansas pitching. And, you know, that's – and they are a great, great team. Uh, hats off to Arkansas. Arkansas would have beat Oklahoma. Yeah, oh, yes. And, and so it's just – it's one of those things. And, again, the, the game that I got to watch on Sunday, of course, I never, you know, kind of thought I was jinxing it being there, to be honest. I have seen – Oh, you sent a text. Yeah, I have seen – you know, I was there for 4th and 25. I was there at the Sugar Bowl this year. I mean, just, you know, the Sugar Bowl that I didn't go to what back in 15, we won. It was just one of those things where you're like, should I be here? Should I not go? But I'm so glad I made the trip. So glad I, you know, invested in doing that because uh, would not change anything for the world. Uh, doesn't matter the cost. Doesn't matter the time. Doesn't matter the travel. Um, it was just a wonderful thing. And I will say this. Uh, I want to say thank you to all of the fans of other schools uh, who have really just reached out uh, in grace to me, to Ole Miss fans congratulating us and, and I think that's one of the things that I, over the last two days uh, you know basically driving home all day yesterday last night and then this morning I was really thinking about is is that I mean this, this is going to sound crazy and some people get mad you know Mississippi State won it last year I never was angry right I was sad that it was not Ole Miss uh, I was kind of maybe a little uh perturbed that I was going to have to listen to that I thought for the rest of my life. And so, you know, but I never was angry. I mean, I was happy for them because my family grew up state fans. Most of my family still are state fans. So I was happy for them, and they they got to enjoy that. Especially my dad, 75 years, has not seen anything, you know, and and, in any sport. That was the first in anything. 
And so I was very, very happy for him and, and you know, very, you know, excited. But that was my dad, right? I mean, you could do that. But for other people, it was like, you know, that's, you know, that's great. And, and winning this championship and feeling this feeling and just seeing, you know, grown men cry, you know, 90-year-old men cry, women cry, people hugging, random people hugging each other, staying for an, at least an hour after the game, watching the award ceremony. I want every fan base to feel that. Sure. Like, I, I, I generally say, look – Tennessee fans were, you know, so upset they did not make it. They they had an outstanding team. They killed us in the regular season. Really good baseball team. Really good. I hope they win it in the next five years. Arkansas fans, just, I mean, brutal. Just, I mean, you know, again, we were the best two teams in Omaha, both of us. We played each other. Unfortunately, our best two out of three was before the championship, and, and, and Ole Miss did win the two out of three this time. It, they, Arkansas won it in the regular season with a walk-off home run in the third game. So very, very two close-knit teams. I hope Arkansas gets there soon because – I want those struggling fan bases to feel this. And I know it's easy saying it because I have one now. And, you know, for the next five years, basically, Bianco can literally go 0 and whatever, and I don't care. But I, I really do. I mean, as Saints fan, I remember winning it in 09, and I remember thinking, you know, this is – but I was only thinking about me. I, didn't, I don't care. As long as the Falcons didn't win one, I didn't care about any other <laughs> team. They could win all they wanted to. But literally any team you say Ole Miss fans hate, I want struggling, long-suffering – really college, college teams. Team. If you're a long-suffering college team – I'm praying that you, whatever sport it is, football, basketball, baseball, whatever you is that you think is important, I hope you get to feel this feeling because it is, it is. I mean, it's irrational, it's whatever, but this is what fandom is about. This is, you know, that it's crazy that it brings us that joy, but it, it does, and, and I hope that at some point you get to experience it. Well, Derek, I think the, the way right there, and, and the, the issue that Tennessee people have with Tennessee this year is there's a big difference between gratitude and attitude. Right. And Tennessee possessed a lot of attitude when it comes to baseball. And uh, Ole Miss fans, you know, I'm very thankful for this. Um, I mean, you know, we joke around about Mike Bianco. You and I have texted a gazillion times with frustration about Mike Bianco and different things. This particular year, some things started to go right. It seemed like he kind of got out of his way and got out of his own way and just to let the players play. They played. They got healthy at the right times. The, the the big pitchers that need to step up, step up. I mean, it's just it's, it's awesome. Uh, I know you, you've – Made plans possibly to travel down uh, tomorrow for the celebration. Uh, we're going to go down uh, there, and, and Wilson w- w- is excited about that. Get to go down there and take a look at that parade and all those type things. And, yeah, you hope that for all those schools, all those different uh, teams that almost make it, you know, definitely to get there. I mean, we can all get pretty pretty spoiled because Ole Miss baseball has been very solid, very good, but as far as making it to Omaha has been a struggle. Great to go. Great to win. This is not Mike Bianco's probably top – Three to five. I was about to. I was literally getting ready to say that, and they got is, done. If you, yeah, if you were to say, is this Ole Miss's best team ever? No, no it's no. not the best team I've seen play. I will say that it is, but they are the best team in Ole Miss history. I mean, you, I, I, if you'd have said that, I mean, give me that 05 team was fantastic. Sure. 09 team was really good. Uh, in fact, the 2020 team that was shut down, what was 16, 17, and one. I had like that was a team I was like we're about to win this thing this year. Then of course COVID shut it down last year. We make it to the the third game of the Super Regional and we had lost our second best pitcher. You know he had gone down with a UCL you know tear and so we had to have Tommy uh, Tommy John surgery. Hogland. and so with him 
maybe we're in Omaha last year. Like sure. we've had so many chances. We've, this was our ninth time to be to a super regional, only the second time to Omaha. So I did not think this was the best team. Individual talents on the team, but as it comes to find out, this was the best overall team, and couldn't be happier about it. Well, congratulations to all the Ole Miss fans uh, out there that continue to celebrate. Thank you, Derek, for uh, giving us some inf- little bit of information about Omaha. Actually, got some things coming up about Omaha when it comes to the city uh, here in just a few minutes. But uh, we're going to talk about a couple of lo- local things. Derek, tell us about the medical cannabis uh, information that has happened in the county. Uh, not a whole lot going on here in the city of Fernando. Alderman meetings already done for the month of June. Uh, planning commission meeting, all that stuff's already kind of done. So let's talk about the uh, county medical cannabis. What did they decide? Now, we mentioned on our uh, show last week about the um, the redistricting. The supervisors had approved the redistricting. Yes. Uh, and then on Friday morning, they moved ahead and passed their medical cannabis ordinance and zoning amendments. Now, remember, the, the city of Hernando did it last week also. Uh, this is because the uh, the medical cannabis goes to effect on July 1st. And the board voted 5 nothing to approve both connected measures that govern how medical cannabis may be sold, cultivated, and legally disposed of in the unincorporated areas of DeSoto County. Now, remember, they had decided not to opt out. They just let it roll on, just like the city of Hernando did. And so uh, this was them putting in their rules. Now, of course, they're going to follow all the state rules, just like Hernando did. And then here are the uh, other, I guess, things they put on top of it for their covenants or their codes for DeSoto County. So a business privilege license must be attained by the county tax collector. A business permit must be attained by the county planning department. All business applications, reports, and documents sent to the state must also be sent to the county. There will be an application fee of $1,000, just like Hernando, mm-hmm. and a yearly renewal fee of 500 are required in addition to any state fees. A comprehensive site plan must be submitted. A remediation plan must be submitted if the business has been idle for 12 straight months or more. Facilities must allow inspections within the parameters set in the ordinance. Certain hours of operation must be adhered to. Now, those were not specifically expressed uh, in the uh, the information I found, uh, but I'm, it, I'm sure it's obviously right, it's coming, yeah. county somewhere. Enforcement details and penalties are spe- uh, specified in the ordinance. No cannabis facilities are allowed in the county's AR or agricultural residential zones. All cannabis facilities are considered businesses and must have a hard surface roadway, so you can't have a gravel drive to your dispensary. <laughs> Which is pretty. Well, that's fun. not right because most uh, most people that have been dealing in medical marijuana have got gravel drives for the last <laughs> fifty years. Gravel drive like a lot of yeah. trees around their yeah, property. A lot of trees, very uh, maybe a pit bull outside. Beware of dogs. Yeah, exactly. You got to be real late, uh, real quiet, real late. You need to call ahead. And I think they pretty much all renamed their roads Copperhead Road. There I'm pretty go. sure that happened. All facilities are prohibited within a thousand feet of the nearest boundary property line of a school church or child care facility unless those entities provide a waiver to allow the business within 500 feet so again the those businesses can actually say no 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 you can be within 500 feet not a thousand if not it's a thousand just like the city of fernando and those waivers are for sale (laughs) <laughs> are we kidding come on all right uh so now, of course this is all in in you know in on top of what the state is doing right. uh there is a complete breakdown so if you want to see the complete breakdown on the ordinance and the zoning regulations approved by the board of supervisors uh it's available on the soto county government medical cannabis page so again there's a uh if you want to go to the soto county website 
Click on the DeSoto County Government Medical Cannabis page, and then you can get uh, more about that uh, information on that that uh, their codes for the county. Very neat, Derek. That is part of our world right now. Uh, oh, Matt, I want to say one more thing. It does go. It went into effect Friday, just like Hernando's did. So it was effect as soon as the they gaveled that meeting out. Derek, thanks for the information about the the county, the county and the medical uh, marijuana. One little tidbit here in the city of Fernando: a uh, certain thing, a certain project was announced, Derek, and you're going to give us some information about that called Mackin. Vale Square. Tell us about it. I'm not going to go too much into this yeah. because it's still got to go to the county and to the city in the month of July, but uh, the developer, uh, John Stevenson, has unveiled plans for what he calls Mackinville Square, which will be a three-building mixed-use development that will feature upscale shops, restaurants, and more, and the more basically includes, uh, I think, 64 lofts. Okay. You can call off departments, loft, whatever you want to call it, but 64 lofts. Uh, Mackinville Square will be located in an area along Mackinville Road that now has the maintenance building and material staging area uh, for the Hernando Golf and Racquet Club. So if you're familiar with holes, the green on hole 10 and the tee box on hole 11, right, I guess, just north of Southern Bank Corp, uh, there is like a maintenance shed where the new road bed has come in. Uh, that is where this project is going to go. They're basically looking at moving the 11 tee box, I believe, down the hill, moving the green for 10 a little further south to where there's some pine trees right now uh this, this, so they're gonna have to reconfigure that tear down the maintenance building and there's gonna be a three building project going right there called mackinville square mr stevenson is one of the owners of the country club that's right him Correct. and drew to priest on the Correct. country club so he's one of them it'll be a twenty-seven thousand square feet of retail restaurant space office space and some residential will be located on the four acres of land now, his plans will be sent to the Hernando Planning Commission uh, in the month of July as a planned unit development, so a PUD. Uh, he estimates that it'll be a $30 million development and it'll reap $400,000 annually in city tax revenues. Now, what he's looking for is one large restaurant, one fast casual restaurant, and then a uh, coffee shop bakery type place. That will, that's what he's looking for the first building, which will be the central building of the three. And then it's expected to be done in phases. The first phase should be ready, if approved, by the summer of 2023 and the entire project completed by 2024. Again, that's on the north side right behind Southern Bank Corp. All that area right there, maybe a 200, 300-yard radius uh, there when it comes to uh, to this project. Man, that's kind of a goofy thing that they had to do with Mackinville into yeah. the neighborhood and the country club and stuff. I don't know if you've been out there, but go take a look at it and, and kind of figure out, all right, how am I getting to school? I have to – Evelyn will be um, attending school out there for Hernando Hills for the first time, so I'm going to have to get to the bottom of exactly where do I go, how do I drop off. Car rider line. Car rider line. That's what i got to <laughs> figure out. Where, where am I going? All right, where's my what traffic flow and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, neat project. I mean, those are the kind of projects that are being presented here in Hernando, Derek. A lot of people want to move here. A lot of people want to set up commerce here. So uh, a lot going on with the Planning Commission, Board of Aldermen, over the next four, five, six months, and that'll be a uh, Definitely a um, project to uh, pay attention to uh, for sure in the future. And if you have a project that you're trying to uh, pay more attention to or, or get the ball rolling around your home or business, please reach out to our longtime sponsor, Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, summer cleanups, soon-to-be fall cleanups, give Richard and his team a call at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. No job too small, no job too large. 
coach. Give Richard a call. Let him come out. Take a look. If he can't do it, he'll help you find someone who can. Former military, Richard is the kind of guy that you want to work with. Give him a call again, 662-292-8855 for Williams Lawn Services. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419, again 662-892-8419, or visit them on their website at greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. Before I read this ad, I want to say this. Dr. Bryant Trotter made the trip to Omaha. Just got to see him after the game, and we were basically man-crushed, bear-hugged, whatever you want to say to each other. He came. No, 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 no. You hug like winners. Oh, that's what so we did. Hugged like, hugged like winners. Like I had a little tap on the shoulder, turned around, and was basically just you know almost form-tackled by Dr. Trotter. Just extremely happy. He had his oldest son there, yep. uh, his wife there, and got to see them. And I also saw where they took pictures with the entire baseball team. Uh, as the team was welcomed back to the team hotel, just a wonderful time. So, uh, congratulations, Dr. Trotter, uh, and you know I'm so glad that he was able to take his oldest son and his oldest son to say that he saw that. So, uh, just congratulations, really good seeing them uh, in Omaha. Uh, so, DeSoto County Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference, and please give them a call at 662-429-5239-662. 429-5239. Middle of our Tuesday show always brings us to the DeSoto County Fact of the Week, brought to us by the DeSoto County Museum, located on Commerce Street. Rob Long and his staff would love the opportunity to visit with you, love the opportunity to show you all around the DeSoto County Museum. Open from 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday, 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday. Admission is free. If you're looking for something to do, a place to take your young kids, place to take, definitely take your teenagers this summer, think about the DeSoto County Museum. Come in, see the different artifacts, all the different information about this wonderful county that we call home. But we're going to do things a little bit different. We're going to do, uh, again, DeSoto County Museum. Thank you. Wish you well for the summer. However, we're going to talk a little bit about the city of Omaha and especially about the College World Series. Derek, give us some facts about the College World Series that so many Ole Miss fans just had the opportunity to enjoy. Well, here's, here's some facts, and again, this is hopefully appeals to uh, most uh, SEC fans. So this will be the, this was the seventh College World Series with four teams from one league. And of those seven, six of those instances have included SEC teams. So, the, so this is the sixth time that four SEC teams have been in the College World Series at the same time. The only other conference to do that was the ACC in 2006. Well, and let's not forget, Texas and Oklahoma will be part of the SEC pretty soon. That's right. So and it would have so been six, six of eight. eight. Yeah, would have been six of eight. eight. The next, next fact, the 2022 College World Series set a new attendance record with 366,100 
and five fans over 15 games. Now, this snapped last year's record of 361,711 fans when the Mississippi State Bulldogs came out on top. Sunday's crowd of 25,972, I apologize, last time I said it was 25,872, it was 25,972, was 1,467 over stadium capacity and the largest crowd in the College World Series finals game since 2017. And then the final fact, Matt, uh, and again, there were so many from this weekend, but I, I picked these three because it kind of uh, pertained to the SEC overall. The final fact in the SEC dominance, the SEC has won the last three college football and men's college baseball national titles. Oh, wow. Okay. The last three in a row have been uh, football and baseball have been SEC teams and all were won by different schools. I mean, Derek, you and I have grown up SEC fans. The uh, What the, the conference is doing, uh, adding two teams, they're not just adding two normal teams. They're adding two just hellified athletic programs. Yeah. I mean, Texas is one of the biggest athletic programs in the country. I mean, just the brands that they're bringing on to get to 16. And my father-in-law was complaining a little bit, like, oh, my God, we're going to let everybody in. It's kind of the way of the world. Uh, I see the SEC maybe getting to 18 or 20 teams. By the time our, our sons are our age, I could see the SEC being 20 teams and maybe being almost like a semi-pro type situation. But, uh, you know, money wins, TV ratings wins, those type things. And uh, thank goodness for Ole Miss and Mississippi State, we're on the inside right now. So, yeah. uh, you know, that's a definitely good It feels good. good. I mean, so football, you had, uh, you had LSU, Alabama, Georgia. And then for baseball, you had Vanderbilt State and Ole Miss. So just, I mean – it's all across the board in all sports, and we're just really lucky to live in this area and just to be fans of the greatest conference in America. Uh, no doubt about it. Thank you again for the uh, facts of the College World Series. Uh, fact of the Week always brought to us by the DeSoto County Museum, an absolute gem here in the city of Fernando. Swing by and visit with Rob Long and his staff again at the DeSoto County Museum, located across the street from Bank Corp South on Commerce. Well, Derek, definitely somebody that was uh, happy for us. Uh, not a huge Bulldog fan, but definitely happy for us. Speaking, of course, about our sponsor, Holland Insurance. Bruce Robinson and Jerry Holland are ready to serve you, located in South Haven, but ready to serve anyone here under the water tower. Whether it's health, life, property, casualty, auto, any type of insurance need, call Bruce and Jerry today. Tell them your needs. Tell them your budget. They'll put you with some one of the best companies in the world. They work with companies like Nationwide. Kemper, Liberty Mutual, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Cigna, Delta Dental, some of the largest insurance companies in the world trust Bruce Robinson and Jerry Holland to represent them in DeSoto County. Give them a call today, 662-895-5528. Again, 662-895-5528. If you possess an insurance license in the state of Mississippi and are looking to make a part-time or full-time change, Bruce and Jerry would love to hear from you. Give them a call, 662-895-5528. Thank you, Holland Insurance. Coming off our wonderful interview last Friday with Miss Gia Matheny, good to hear about information there when it comes to the farmers market and the wonderful stuff that Miss Gia does for our city. Really, really appreciate her, and definitely appreciate her heading up the Hernando Farmers Market. It's a place to shop, it's a place to gather, but more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the rich simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It's truly a fresh local experience. We actually have some of our producers starting to uh, get back into the market. Cherry Creek Orchards with Sweet Peaches, Collier Farms from Olive Branch and Blueberries. They have Children's Day once a month, Senior Day once a month. They do so many things at the Hernando Farmers Market, 8 to 1 every Saturday. Again, that's 8 to 1 every Saturday on the beautiful, historic Hernando Square. Get out and support the Hernando Farmers Market, the best farmers market I've seen in the Mid-South. Get out this Saturday, Hernando Farmers Market. 
Derek, as you mentioned, we're going to finish up. We typically finish with high school sports, I mean, all throughout the school year and stuff like that. Summer's a bit different, but we're going to finish. Uh, Derek's going to throw out some baseball movies, not necessarily a ranking or anything like that, but we're going to throw out some baseball movies that if you've never seen, you may want to partake. You may want to sit down with the popcorn. Definitely uh, most of them are going to be kid-friendly. Most of them are going to be family-friendly. Not all of them, but most of them. Some of them. Definitely uh, sit down and, and, and watch baseball movies. Uh, we thought that would be the fitting way to end our uh, – let's just call it our Omaha special. So, Derek, go ahead and give me some of those baseball movies that you think people should enjoy. Okay, so this is uh, kind of thought of the way back when I was thinking about putting the, the show together and, you know, kind of how could we wrap this up. thought it would be a good thing. And so what I've done, I, I'm, I've listed, Matt, my top six movies. But, again, these are my personal ones. Okay. I want you to throw some in. If you don't hear one that you, when we get to the end, and, again, I'm not going into all the directors of the money made like we did the, the last movie uh, that we talked about. This is more just how I feel and the, the ranking of my top six. So these are very hard. You think of baseball movies. It's kind of, you know, I think there's like 35 or 40 pretty decent baseball movies right. uh, throughout history. And so these are my six, again, that, that mean the most to me. I'll start with number six, Matt. The Sandlot, nineteen ninety three. Great movie. I mean, it's a great um, baseball is involved for sure, but it's about um, boyhood, growing up, finding friends, finding common things to enjoy. Yeah. Uh, something I like. One of my. I'm sorry to take over, Derek. No, but go ahead. but my, I, I like his enjoyment and his admiration for his friend. Oh yeah. His admiration beautiful. Beautiful. for the the young man who's the best player on the team. Rodriguez. Be, yeah, best player in the in the area and the admiration of of him and knowing and feeling like and believing, back to my word, mm-hmm. believing that he was going to go up to big, go go to uh, you know on the big things and Rodriguez believed he was going to go go to big things. And my favorite part of that is James Earl Jones at the end, spoiler alert. Yeah, great um, cameo by the way. <laughs> just a wonderful thing. I mean, his his voice um it was a great part what I liked about that end scene is, is he called him George, you know, he called Babe Ruth George, you know, and when it's all said and done, Tim Elko and Kevin Graham and all these players that we're talking about over the last few days and that our kids are getting pictures with and signing autographs with the balls and stuff. They're just college kids that happen to be able to have a talent that, you know, that, that puts them on that stage. And, um, they're just normal people, and we forget that sometimes. And uh, congratulations to them, of course. But they're, but they're just normal people, and we forget that. But anyway, Sandlot, great movie, kid friendly, definitely kid friendly. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say maybe eight, eight and up, eight, nine yeah. and up, because they do. You know, there's there's they're boys. Well, they're boys. I mean, <laughs> they're boys. <laughs> you, you have a guy who has a, a crush on Wendy Peppercorn. Yeah, exactly. I mean, squints. I mean, and, I mean it, it, there's some good parts and sure. the dog, of course, and all the way they try to beat the beast. I mean, it's just a, a wonderful movie if you've yeah. never seen it. Great baseball movie. Good. All right, number five. This is a, this is a little out there. Again, this is my. Part Personal favorite. Uh, number five for me and Matt, Eight Men Out. Never seen it. 1988. I would probably enjoy it. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's uh, Eight Men Out. This is uh, John Cusack's in this. Uh, you know, this obviously several people. Uh, this is based off a book. Matt, this means the most to me because I wrote my high school term paper own why Shoeless Joe Jackson should be in the Hall of Fame. Correct. And so, of course, this is what a lot of this movie is about, about the 1919 White Sox slash Black Sox, uh, the, you know, the betting on the World Series or the, the fixing of the World Series uh, and being able to, you know, the fact that they're shunned still uh, to this day, they're, they're shunned for life. And uh, just a, a great movie of how that happened. Kind of, I read the book first. The, the book uh, is really, really good too. Mostly follows the book. Of course, they do take some liberties, um, but it is, just a, it is a, obviously a true story. And I, I do encourage you, if you have anything, have ever wondered about that, uh, ever, you know, Shoeless Joe, who should absolutely be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I still believe uh, if you ever have you know, that history, uh, Eight Men Out, a great movie, especially kind of a, a little obscure, uh, but it, it well acted and just a, a well, um, like a well conceived movie. Number four, The Natural. I say this on the show, what, once every two weeks or so, I'll say blank is my childhood. The Natural for me is yep. my childhood. I watched The Natural 
hundreds of times. My wife gets so sick of me stopping on it every time it's on. I'll stop on different parts. I can pick it right up whenever I see it. Um, the Natural is a wonderful movie. Um, Again, it's not probably – if as you get older and watch it, you're like, yeah, this is probably not for kids. There's, there's oh, some yeah, dark yeah, yeah. moments, some dark moments in the natural. Um, but the overall ending is just iconic. Uh, the music yeah. is is still used every time I hear it at any baseball game, wherever it is, chills immediately. Yeah. Uh, just a wonderful, wonderful movie. Robert Redford just you know just crushing it. But what did Roy Hobbs believe? He believed he could be the best. Oh yeah, he believed, desired that. Now maybe parts of him, again. Attitude and gratitude. The younger him sometimes would have the attitude, yep. that you know, that type of thing. As he got older, go watch the movie. As he got to the end, he was uh, – his gratitude of his life and things kind of shrunk down for him. Is like, oh, the important things that matter, that's how the movie ends and that's how he ends up. So, yep. I mean, but again, just wonderful, wonderful baseball movie. Good choice. Number three, and again – from my perspective, number three, Major League. <laughs> Just a, another great movie. I mean, a great this, comedy. This is the one I thought of. I mean, how many times did you, Brian Cow, other people, I know I sent it to my brother, uh, sent the meme out. You know, there's only one thing left to do. I mean, that's that's from this movie. Um, just uh, wow. I mean, you t- uh, uh, down on the luck team who literally has almost given up for dead. You know, the owners are literally trying to lose the season, Correct. the entire season, coming dead last, and they rally back. And, you know, they don't technically win the whole thing we're not sure they do win the pennant uh so basically they get to omaha quote unquote uh, but this is what i thought of over and over and over again with this old miss team i can literally quote the whole whole thing uh, if you have not seen major league again not for children not for children definitely right not this no. one is you're gonna have teenager to, and up yeah teenager and up but when if you have not seen it, if your, your kids haven't seen it once they get that age please let them see this movie because it is hilarious it is old school yeah, 80s baseball definitely a time period a movie, uh, but because things are not like that now, it's much more serious now. Uh, but again, just a great way to um, a great a great movie to see and just to kick back and laugh. Couldn't agree more. Nothing more for me to say. Really, really good movie. A lot of zingers and one liners and that type of stuff. Playing baseball when you and I would have played in the 80s and 90s. Major League jokes and comments yeah. were always in there, man. Just a really, really good movie uh, for its time. Number two, Bull Durham. Another great movie. Um, I learned. Uh, I've told you this before. Um, my senior year, a guy who had just graduated college came to play with, or came to coach my hometown baseball team. He lived in an apartment or a little house behind my aunt, right across the street from me. So he and I became very, very good friends. I mean, best of friends for that year or two. And he was a catcher, so he had, there was a lot of Crash Kevin, Davis. Right, there was a lot of Crash Davis in him. So he he loved that movie as well. But he kind of had those little quirks had those little things that, that you know, to him, and uh, I became a much better baseball player my senior year than I was my junior year. Baseball became way uh, way easier to me. It became started to make sense my senior year, and so much of that was because he was with me to just kind of you know, talk me through those things, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, just a good, good guy. But um, baseball, it's very uh, philosophical. Yes. The movie is very philosophical, but when you boil it down, again, it's you, you catch the ball, you hit the ball, you throw the ball, you know, that type of stuff. Well, and, and, so, but, and again, this is it's about a real baseball team. The Durham course, Bulls right, are a real exist. minor league baseball team, yes. and of course, but the, the movie itself is not based on a particular season. Uh, you know, Kevin Costner's you know coming into his own as Crash Davis. Susan Sarandon, you know, of course, is just great in her role. Now, but what I you know I got it, Matt, is it's it's basically comes down to what it really is like tolling 
in the minor leagues, mm. the struggles, how tough it is, how there's no glitz and glamour. You know, a guy that spends his entire you know uh, career. career, except for I think he got one cup of coffee, I believe he got called up one time, yeah. in the minor leagues. And, you know, just the love of baseball, how, how even if you're still just – it's rough and hard and long days and you don't you know you're getting paid nothing uh you're just playing the game that you love and how hard it is just to walk away from the thing that you love well Derek something else I mean what is, like they, they call it the show that's what they call that's it right. in Bull Durham and when he says yeah I've been to the show these guys gather around yeah and they want to know about the show okay go watch the movie he, he describes it a certain way but that's what people are going to be like that's what hundreds of teams I've been to Omaha you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, as no, a player. That's, now, Ole Miss, they right. can go say, hey, I've been to Omaha. Yeah, as a player, you can yep. say, I've been to Omaha. And the the people that are always at third or fourth in the regional, yeah. they never get out. The CMOs and the directional schools and all that kind of stuff, they never get out. They envy the Mississippi States and the Ole Misses and the LSUs and the Texases and all, all the schools that go to Omaha pretty regularly. Um, we take that for granted. Yeah. And so go see the movie. Go watch the movie. It's a great movie. It's a love story. It's a uh, – coming-of-age movie, I guess, from a young adult type thing. You can see a lot of similarities. A lot of guys can see a lot of similarities. Just maturing from Newt Lelouch, just like how, mm-hmm. how big of an idiot you are from 19, 20, 21, 22 years old into a, uh, a major league or so. Um, another great choice. Kevin Costner, just he's awesome. awesome in this. And and I do want to say, there's one that I did not mention, For Love of the Game, Kevin Costner also plays a baseball great pitcher. Yeah. It's a great movie. I mean, I, it, it was probably my number seven or eight. Did not make my list. Uh, but another wonderful movie. This, this Bull Durham and, and uh, For Love of the Game are probably also two movies that uh, even if you're not, uh, especially, and I'm, I'm not trying to be sexist here, but if you're a woman who doesn't really follow baseball, you would love those both of those movies. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're love stories. Uh, well, and last thing about Bull Durham, um, I, I saw it on this past weekend. A lot of the um, – like when the catcher comes out and talks to the pitcher and the base, the infielders yeah. are all talking and stuff, it is just kind of random stuff sometimes. <laughs> you never know what they're talking about. It could be like, hey, what are we having for dinner or – Wedding gifts. Stuff like that. I mean, those type things. But listening to Crash, the catcher, mentor and, and, and teach a lot of lessons to the uh, up-and-coming pitcher was, was pretty neat. It's, it's pretty neat to watch that stuff. And so much of it is not taking yourself too serious. Mm-hmm appreciating what you have, appreciating the gift, the God-given gift that you have when he was talking to the pitcher. Get back to my word from the weekend. There's so many things, whether Ole Miss would have won in Omaha or not won in Omaha, man, just enjoy the ride. Just, we're there. I, we're there. Just I enjoy mean, it. Yeah, again, you're just playing. Once it. you're there. You're playing I'm, baseball. It is a game. Yeah, that's it. It is a game. Go ahead. And last one, number one, Field of Dreams. Again, the third time I've mentioned Kevin Costner as a baseball well player and or, I guess, in the movie. I mean, technically, in Photo Dreams, is not a baseball player, but it's a baseball movie. Um, but what a – this one, every time. I mean, it may be it's, – it's not as fast. It's not as funny as the other ones, but it is um, – and it's also, Matt, the fourth movie. This one was also in 1990, uh, 1989. Four of my movies – uh, we're from that time period because I'm 14, 15 years old. So eight men out, Bull Durham, Major League, and Field of Dreams all came out in 88, 89. Uh, four baseball, one of my baseball movies. And of course, I'm 14, 15. That's when I'm, the impressions are You're hitting me. Playing. I'm playing baseball. And so that, that's what these mean so much to me. But Field of Dreams, just a, a beautiful movie um, about when, you know, the, the baseball is still feels pure. This is before the steroid era. This is the late 80s is when baseball really is just pure. And you can look at guys that look like regular guys. Um, they're not playing baseball, you know, 12 months out of the year. Uh, they're still playing other sports. They're still working on farms. They're still doing these things. And then they're coming to play baseball. You know, they actually show up for spring training and they maybe not have touched the baseball for two or three months. 
those are the there was those type periods and again i'm not trying to sound like the old man it's just that's what this was about and, and what a beautiful movie about life life lessons about getting to do what you love even though that love may not be baseball uh, as we saw with the doctor um but uh, a beautiful movie that at the end of it if you're not crying, you you don't have emotions. That's all I got to say. I mean, every time – I mean, I, I, I know it's coming, and I'm going to stay to watch it just because I'm going to cry. Sure. Uh, and, Derek, I've, in the last uh, – my dad died five years – coming up five years, four and a half years ago, and me watching that movie now compared to before then is different because just go watch the movie. It, like you said, it can drag a little bit if, if you're not interested, but just follow along, get towards the end. That's when the, the best parts are. That's when things kind of come together and the, and the explanation. Um, but just the very end with his dad, um, I mean, you know, best if I move on from talking no. about this. Well, so yeah, just but I mean, again, this is Ray Liotta, R.I.P. Yep. Uh, yeah. He was a shoe with Joe Jackson yeah, sure. uh, in this movie. That's kind of t- to bring that back around. And also James Earl Jones again yep. uh, in another baseball movie. So, uh, again, baseball. these are the movies. Baseball baseball this is uh i guess my list but there are so many others out there so you know some of y'all might like the rookie i mean there's you know the other kids right. movies that of course that'll be really good uh the pride of the yankees i mean there, there's so many older movies too but these are mine so again i do encourage you if you're you know if you're almost fan maybe dive into some of these movies just to kind of bounce off that if you've never watched these if you have kids now that are seven eight years old and hopefully maybe this will wreck hey you know what i love that movie as a kid let me pull it out let me show my son i mean uh, show my daughter I mean, she's playing baseball so Again, just uh, just something to kind of you know, we, as you said, we don't have the sports in the, in the uh, summertime, but just something to kind of not only to fill our time, but to really encourage you to remember that there's just so much fun, so much goodness out there in the summertime, and, and it is you know, life should be a game, it should be fun, and so this is just a reminder of that. Derek, are you saying there's more to baseball than 175 games for a nine-year-old? Yes, yes, it, yes, there is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just making sure we're on the same page. Well, thanks for tuning in to the UTW podcast and our uh, Omaha special. We really appreciate you visiting with us and we've got some different things coming up we're going to announce at the end of the week some different time schedules and stuff like that going on uh, Derek and I are in the heat of the summer we are uh, going to be traveling doing some vacation stuff like that we'll update you for our last show of June what the month of July looks like with Derek man right around the corner school starts back in the next 40 days uh, football starts all those different things it is um, well my gosh you and I have two kids going to Ole Miss oh, Ole I mean Miss. that's What a world, I tell you. Look, if you enjoy our show, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. If you enjoy our show, share it with friends and family. Simply go to whatever podcast provider you use, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, give us a five-star review, and then also somewhere on there it's going to have a thing where it says share link, and you can share that straight to friends, straight to family, even straight to your Facebook page if you'd like to do that. We really, really appreciate you supporting us here under the Water Tower. If you enjoy our show, you'll enjoy OB Pod. They release a show every Monday morning covering the eastern side of DeSoto County. Also go deep into Lewisburg Athletics, Olive Branch Athletics, and Center Hill Athletics. OB Pod. Look them up today. Well, Derek, welcome back from Omaha. Ole Miss fans, hotty toddy, safe travels to those going down to Oxford for the big celebration. Um, something else, I'll finish with this. Derek, when it looks like you might get fired, stay the course. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> when right. it looks like you may get fired, keep going to the ballpark, keep uh, fig- you know filling out the lineup card, uh, letting the kids play, and uh, you may just win a national championship. It doesn't hurt that uh, that the kids decide to you know make it to uh, the uh, pinnacle of your sport sure. uh, in that time period. Yeah, too. Kevin Graham got healthy, all that kind of stuff. We digress. We make jokes about Ole Miss. Congratulations to all the Ole Miss fans. Just a wonderful, wonderful opportunity and time. Looked like a lot of fun. Looked like a lot of memories with friends and family. So congratulations to them. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. 
Put your money back in. 